Imagine with me for a moment here today that you are a contestant on the game show to tell the truth. Okay, you remember that show? I mean, uh, you know, even if you, you know, didn't see it when it was first out and things like that, maybe um, you, what was that movie with a with the guy in, that was pretending to be an airline pilot and all that kind of stuff, and he was on the show anyway. And, and what it is, is, let me explain it, is this, where you are the contestant, which means that you are the one who asks the questions of three people on a panel to try to figure out which one is telling the truth about who they claim to be, okay? And in this case, we have also, as we continue to imagine this, that God is among those three, and you're trying to figure out which one truly is God. So you ask questions, okay? And uh, you can ask all kinds of questions. You know, it would be interesting to ask about the creation of the world and, uh, and all that. And you could ask about God's name. God, what is your name? Because after all, that was the question that Moses asked when he wanted to know God better. He asked for God's name. And we talked about that last week. Well, this time around, so you ask God for his name. And he directs you to Genesis chapter 1, where it says this that he is this one who is called Elohim. It says there, in the beginning, God, which the original word there behind God, you know, here's the problem is that, and you may have discovered this in other ways with the English language, is that other languages oftentimes have words that we don't have. They've got more words, okay? So that uh, our language simplifies it down into one word when really in other languages there are multiple words. And that's the way that it is for this name God, okay? And here this word God in Hebrew, okay, it's Elohim. And so it says, let's get that verse back up there again. Uh, So it says this, in the beginning Elohim created the heavens and the earth. Elohim. Now, Elohim is the name for the creator God, the the powerful God. And as we get to know the names for God, we get to know the characteristics of God. We get to know uh, the nuances of God, who who God is. We get to rub up close to Him and, and rub some of that off on us so that it transforms us in the process. And here today, what we discover is that this name Elohim is something that is used to call God uh, very frequently in the book of Genesis, in the creation story. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. And Elohim spoke things into existence, and simply because He spoke them, they came to be. Elohim is life-giving. He's the one who brings out of nothingness into somethingness. He's the powerful God. And Moses said of this one, of this God, he said these words to the Israelites. He said in Deuteronomy 6, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So when you first hear his name and 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 you see that he says his name is Elohim, you want to move on to the next contestant because after all, Elohim is plural. It's a plural name for God. And yet we know that God is one, so how can you possibly have a God who is one and plural? It just doesn't make sense. But then it goes on, and it seems to be be consistent with the rest of Genesis 1, where it says this in verse 26, Then God said these words, Let us 
make man in our image, in our likeness. Let us, who's the us? Who's, who's this us, God? You question him, and he answers by, by directing you to the words of his son, Jesus, as he's hanging on the cross in Matthew 27, verse 45, where it says this, From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness came over all the land. But the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, again, you know, we've got to ask this question. What's the name for God that's used here? If we look at it, what it is, is this very same name, Elohim. My Elohim, my Elohim, why have you forsaken me? And that name is not a common name in the Bible, but it's something that is used commonly in the book of Genesis. But why would Jesus use this here? What he's actually doing is he's quoting the beginning of Psalm 22. And Psalm 22 is an eyewitness account of what takes place on the cross written 2,000 years before Jesus hung on that cross. Which right there, right there, with that alone, it seems as though what it points to is that Jesus is who he said that he was. That Jesus is truly the Messiah. But there's more. There's more here. Uh, you know, as, as I'm looking at this, I'm wondering, okay, I wonder... Okay, on the one hand, it seems like Jesus is quoting these words, and they've been puzzling over the centuries, you know. What, uh, what, what is it that, that uh, Jesus is saying here? Why is he saying this? We understand Jesus to be the Son of God. How can the Son of God possibly say to God, why have you forsaken me? But it seems as though what he is doing first and foremost is to- pointing us to the psalm so we know that prophecy is fulfilled. But there's more. As I was looking at this, I was thinking, okay, I wonder if Jesus is quoting this accurately. I wonder what Psalm 22 says. I wonder what the word for God is, the name for God is, that is written there in Psalm 22. So flip back to Psalm 22. And again, in our English version, it says God. Okay, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But uh, if you look in the Hebrew, what it is is this. It's not Elohim. What it is is El. E-L, and L is the standard word for God. It's kind of the standard generic God word. Uh, and, and yet Jesus changes it to be Elohim. Why would he do that? You know, when a, when a person is hanging on the cross, dying on a cross, they are dying of suffocation, which means any words that they speak are intentional. They have a purpose to them. So Jesus, when he's quoting Elohim, And he's saying, my Elohim. What he seems to be doing is intentionally saying, my plural God in one. Pointing out this puzzle, once again, that goes back to the book of Genesis. How can you have plural God in one? Well, the only answer that we really have for this is, is something we find in the New Testament, that Jesus must be who he said he was, which is God. So the answer is the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit makes a plural in one. And He is that plural in one, that that God who is hanging there. He is, as Colossians says, the true image of God. He is the fulfillment of what we were created to be, which is reflecting God, the image of God. But what does it mean to really be the image of God? 
In this case, in this particular case, the uh, people who were gathered there, you would think would understand what it was that Jesus had to say, but they didn't understand Jesus, which is why he hung on the cross in the first place. They didn't understand him, even though he was speaking in Aramaic. The Eloi, Eloi is the Aramaic word for Elohim. And the Aramaic was the language of the people. It was the common language. But it also sounds a little bit like the Hebrew word for Elijah. So they thought he was saying Elijah was going to come down. So uh, uh, they, they, they said this there, uh, Matthew 27, verse 47. When some of those standing there heard this, they, they said, he's calling Elijah. Verse 49, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. They misunderstood. I think in great part because the people were so out of touch with God that they didn't understand and they didn't even recognize the true image of God if it was right before them. So what does it mean for us to be created in the image of God? Well, after the passages we read here, Adam gives birth to us, you know, Adam and Eve give birth to a son. And that son, it was said, was born in the image of his father. Now, if, if a child is said to be in the image of their parent, you know, we, we might conclude one of two things. Either one, they look physically like their parent, right? They got their eyes, they got their nose, you know, whatever it might be. Or secondly, it could be that they are in the image of their parent in what they do, in their behavior, in their characteristics, in their values, in their choices, in their attitudes, things like that. Now, when we are in the image of God, God is spirit, therefore, that rules the first one out. You know, we're physical. And we're not in the image of God that way, necessarily. But what it does mean is that we are created to reflect the character of God, who God is, His mercy, His forgiveness, His love, His unity, the three in one. And uh, on that first, on the sixth day of creation, rather, what we can see when, when people were created on that sixth day, there was others that, who were created as well. Animals were created first, and then people. Which means that when people were created, they had the choice to make. They could look around and look over here and see the animals and, and say, wow, should I reflect the image of animals? This is a choice. With animals being created on the same day, this is why some people might act like animals. Or they look over here, the first people, and see God. Or should I reflect the image of God? And in the process, steward God's creation. Take care of God's creation. Take care of the animals. They've got a choice, one way or the other. But a human being finds their dignity when they do that which God created them to do, which is to reflect the image of God. Let's put it this way, okay? This is Jack. And Jack is one of our two dogs. Jack is very small. He's smaller than most cats. So uh, because of that and because he likes to climb into laps and cuddle and things like that, I call him a cat dog. He is um, one that uh, is very cuddly, very, uh, you know, likes to, likes to uh, snuggle up with you, uh, cute, all that kind of thing. But, but Jack also has a fondness for furry toys, which he treats as his love toy. 
And it becomes embarrassing when uh, a company comes over. You know, Jack was fixed, but it doesn't matter to Jack that he was fixed. Okay, it was just a bad day at the doctor. And Jack, Jack has issues. Okay. As much as I like Jack, as much as I enjoy Jack's company, as much as Jack is a wonderful companion, I don't want to imitate Jack's character. <laughs> I don't want to reflect Jack's character. This is Sadie. And Sadie is our other dog. Sadie comes when called. Sadie is, has a sweet disposition, is great with children. Sadie, <coughs> excuse me, Sadie plays a mean game of fetch. And Sadie loves garbage. Sadie loves the fragrant kind, the rotting kind, the, the kind with the uh, banana peels that are days old and the refrigerator that has been cleaned out. And Sadie loves garbage. And if we leave Sadie alone with a garbage can filled with garbage that is accessible and easy to get into, you know, we can find it all over our kitchen. Sadie loves garbage. Some might prefer steak, but Sadie likes finely aged garbage. Sadie also loves to go out in the grass and roll around on other dogs' droppings. Sadie, if she's going to step out for the night, her favorite perfume is Eau de Saint Bernard. Sadie has issues. As much as I love Sadie, and Sadie's my buddy, you know, I love hanging out with Sadie and all that, I don't want to imitate or reflect Sadie's character. But some do. Some choose, you know, because the choice really is to reflect God and His character or to reflect animals and their character. Some choose not to reflect God's character. Instead, they choose to reflect animals' character. And in the process, what they do is they wind up rolling around on things that make them stink. They wind up consuming things, bringing things into their life that is really garbage. And they wind up behaving in ways that are ways that they really shouldn't be behaving. You know, but there's another choice. The choice is to reflect Elohim. And that's what we were created to do. A person finds their dignity when they reflect Elohim. So we're back on the game show again. We're back to, to tell the truth. And here is God, and he's wrapping up his, his answer to your questions. And, and he says this, that it is evidence that he is who he says he is, that he is Elohim. When you see the people who rub up against him, when you look at them and you see them reflecting Elohim, when you see them reflecting God. So the choice is yours. We re reflect the animals that were created earlier on that day of creation or to reflect the God who created you and to find your dignity. When you reflect Him, you point people to Him. So that's obvious among the panel of all the contestants out there for who God might be. It's obvious who God is because you are His letter, His fragrance, His reflection 
to people here in this world. Be that reflection. Amen.